to the ball with your good friend Aaron. It is May 1st, 2022. 1052 in the evening. Oh man, I saw somebody with a shirt on. I've seen it a couple times. It says like love is the drug. Love is the, yeah, love is the drug or something like that. And the more I think about it, it's like, man, love is a drug or just that chase for affection, man. My brother and I, we joke sometimes like, man, if mom would have just hugged us a little bit more. My mom used to give us side hugs growing up. She never gets, well, I'll say never. I don't remember a whole lot of uh, frontal hugs. They were all like these little side hugs. Um... Anyway, yeah. It's like we just got some more hugs, some more kisses. Maybe held our... (laughs) My brother had this friend named Tyrone. And Tyrone's mom just treated him like a king. (laughs) She used to carry his... uh, Because my brother was in the band with him. And they both played saxophone. His mom used to carry his saxophone case. And uh, I don't know. We just talk about like I don't know. I'm not saying I don't know. Something about something about when you are secure and you were shown a lot of love. Like, don't get me wrong. My parents are great. They're like I'm just glad we had two parents in the house. Like, but those people that have parents that seem to go the extra mile and really show their kids affection and love and. Some people say they were baby, you know, baby their kids. Hey, at least your kids. I don't know. I have a theory that it's kind of like the whole Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Uh, one of the parts of reaching self-actualization and all that is just uh, just being secure. Is like, yeah, receiving that love from someone you trust so you're not out here like desperately chasing it or as buckwheat said on snl eddie murphy looking for nub in all the wrong places looking for nub uh yeah that affects that chasing affection is such a drug like and this nre energy is so strong it is so strong so strong um, I really do care about Miss Banks, and uh, I'm actually glad I have this 90 day rule because at the end of 90 days, like, hopefully, we'll both know if we'll both know we should both know that this is a long term till death kind of situation, so. Uh, I know it's not a perfect model or plan or setup, but hey. If you could go, I dare you to go 90 days talking to someone, just straight up talking to them that you're interested in, just straight up talk to them for 90 days and see if, without meeting them in person and doing anything physical or yeah it removes all the physical stuff 
at least that, because that gets a lot of people in trouble. And then they're like, why am I in this? Well, if you would have taken the time to get to know the person, you would have found out a lot of these things that you are now bothered by. Or I don't know. It's an interesting situation I find myself in, and I'm enjoying it so far. All right, four minutes into the podcast, we're in Psalm, I'd say, what, 98? Oh, man. Praise the King, a psalm. Sing a new song to the Lord, for he has performed wonders. His right hand, it goes their right hand, and holy arm have won him victory. The Lord has made his victory known. He has revealed, yeah, God does not mind boasting. He has revealed his righteousness in the sight of the nations. It's interesting how men, men were made in the image of God. And whenever a team wins a championship, they always want to do a parade. And <laughs> Even LeBron James, he won a championship like, during COVID and they couldn't have a parade in LA because of COVID and he was proposing that or somebody was proposing doing a parade with the Lakers and the Dodgers because they won the World Series or the Rams I don't know one of the teams the Rams won the Super Bowl they're talking about doing a joint parade I don't know my main point my 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 main point nah my main point <laughs> I promise I'm okay, I'm just tired. My main point is that men were made in the image of God and we like to make known our victories. I'm gonna actually write that in here. Men love throwing Parades to sell celebrate their victories. I never understand. I'm not a big parade person. I don't think I've ever been to a parade. I vaguely remember Grandpa taking us to the May Day parade. I think when I was younger. I have these like snippet memories. Other than that. Mayday Parade is a big thing in St. Louis. You can Google it. Speaking of Mayday Parade, I think it's coming up. The Mayday Parade. I miss my grandpa. My grandpa on my mom's side. I really wish... I would probably trade at least... I would trade at least one year of my life, possibly two years of my life, just to spend the day with my grandpa. Like, tell him about all these. Tell him about, talk about marriage and my entrepreneurial endeavors. And just really, I, I don't know, I wouldn't even really talk about myself too much. I would probably, like, I would really just interview him. I'll bring him on Job Jumper Journeys, my old podcast I had. 
Uh, that's actually a podcast I did before I did this. Anyway, um, I was just asking him about how he became, got into what made him decide to want to cut hair and become a barber and owning properties and photography. So many things, questions I would have for him all day. Just hit him with questions. Well, I wouldn't bombard him with questions the whole day because I only have 24 hours with him. Shoot, really, half of that because he probably would be sleeping when he take a nap. It wouldn't just be cool to chop it up with Grandpa. Anyway, I don't know where that came from. Ah, parades. I was talking about the Mayday Parade. All right, verse 2. The Lord has made his victory known. He has revealed his righteousness in the sight of the nations. He has remembered his love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen our God's victory. Let the whole earth shout to the Lord, be jubilant, shout for joy and sing, sing to the Lord with the lyre and with the lyre and melodious song. With trumpets and the blast of the ram's horn, shout triumphantly in the presence of the Lord, our King. Yes, yes. I should probably probably be saying all this with a little bit more exuberance, but very uh, tired right now. All right, verse seven. I'm kind of sad. No, I'm not sad. I'm just going through some withdrawal. <laughs> oh, love is such a drug. Affection is a drug. Verse 7, let the sea and all that fills it, the world and those who live in it resound. Verse 7, let the sea and all that fills it. <laughs> I'm struggling big time. The guy, you see what's going on here. All right, let the sea and all that fills it, the world and those who live in it resound. Let the rivers clap their hands, let the mountains shout together for joy before the Lord. For he is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world righteously and the peoples fairly. Oh, I meant to sing this song. I'm sure y'all probably tired of my singing, but I will. Um... There's a particular song. Okay, Psalm 95. This guy, Russ, in our house church, he did worship. He led our worship. And I think he wrote this song. I don't think it's a song. I tried to Google it. And I couldn't find it anywhere. Maybe I need to just type in Psalm 95. But I don't remember all the words and how it went. But he pulled the, like the beginning was from this psalm. Back in, yeah, I meant to sing this when I did Psalm 95. It goes, the way he did it, it was like, Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. 
And then you say, For the Lord is a great God, a great King above all gods. And then, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember how the rest of it went, but yeah, it was from Psalm 95. All right, I got a little Q&A here from, about from Tony Evans, and then I'll read these little notes. Well, no, we're going to do the notes on Psalm 98, then I'll read the Q&A, and then I'll pray. The phrase, sing a new song, is a reminder that there are always fresh reasons to worship God. Creation itself is invited to shout for joy over the glory of its creator. How much more shall we give him praise? It's like, if you don't believe in God, it's like... It's how they came up in the sermon today. Shout out to Pastor Wes Parker, our worship leader, who preached. He was talking about even atheists are worshiping something. And um, because he was... preaching from um, John chapter 4 the woman at the well and then John chapter 7 about God raising up true worshipers raising up worshiping spirit and truth anyway he's like yeah even if you say you don't believe in God you're worshiping something everybody worships something so Ah. That's the other thing too Is like I heard somebody say once Whatever you worry about That's what you worship Instead of worrying Worship Worship the Lord I'm trying to do it Lord I'm trying to do it right now I'm trying I'm trying Trying I'm trying I'm trying I'm trying Oh, this is chill, hot music playing in the background, by the way. I got to give them credit so they don't hit me up for no royalties. Or to say, they do not hit me up or they do not reach out to me for any royalties. Got to speak proper. Now is the time to receive the Lord as king, for when he comes, he will judge the earth. Therefore, all peoples are encouraged not to delay. When the Messiah comes to rule on earth with his rod of iron in his kingdom, it will be too late to join him. Now is the acceptable time. Now is the day of salvation. 2 Corinthians 6, 2. I'm always curious about that. Like, what about the dude? What about the thief on the cross? Like, he accepted Jesus right before he died. Like, aren't there going to be opportunities for... Some people to jump, you know, on the right team at the last minute. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to worry about that, but I do pray for. I do pray that God make me a little like make me bolder in my um, sharing of the gospel with people. And not caring how I'll be perceived or looking stupid. I prefer to build relationships with people. The hard thing, though, is one of the challenges I deal with is wanting to be friends with everybody or knowing that I can't be friends with everybody in that fine balance of building a relationship with them, but also like 
I don't know, be in the hands and feet of Jesus. I don't know. There's all these thoughts that go through my head on evangelism and sharing the gospel. And anyway, all right, I'm read these little this little Q and A. How can the Psalms teach us to pray and praise better? The Psalms are like a school of prayer. The beautiful thing about them is that they give the panoramic view of prayer and praise. They cover everything when nothing is wrong and when everything is wrong. The Psalms provide abundant examples, abundant examples of people struggling with how to pray and praise in their circumstances. They're broad in subject matter, covering virtually any situation that you could face. So work your way through the Psalms. You can do this progressively from beginning to end, or you can read them based on specific subject matter, finding Psalms that match your circumstances. If you're losing hope right now, read Psalm 42. If you need to praise God, read Psalm 100. If you need to be reminded that God can meet your needs, read Psalm 23. There is a Psalm for every circumstance. Amen to that. Or you can just flip to the back concordance and write and look up whatever. Like if you're dealing with fear or go to BibleGateway.com and type in fear. And I'll give you every scripture in the Bible about fear. If you're angry, you deal with anger, anger. Look up. You can type in anger in the Bible and every scripture related to anger will come up. Same thing as anxiety. Lord, thank you for this word. Thank you. It's beautiful to see the rivers. I'll never forget the Georgetown little river running through there, whatever it's called, in Colorado. It's pretty cool. That was the cool, one of the coolest little rivers I've ever seen. I'm saying, thank you, Lord, that we are able to see these rivers clapping your hand, clapping their hands. And yeah, I want to kind of, I want to go back to, out to Denver. I'm getting the itch to get out of here for a little while. Yes, the mountains shout together for joy. Yeah, I think I'm going to get out of here. Once I get my own place. Yeah, this I'm going to reward myself. When I get my own place. I'll probably get a rental car. I don't like the idea of leaving my car here that long, though. But I don't want to put all those miles on my car. Oh, well. Uh, yeah. When I get my own place, I'm going to reward myself and go out to Denver and uh, I'll just be gone for a weekend. I could probably, I don't know. I'll figure it out. Yes, I'm going to go out to Denver and just go to Lookout Mountain and do some writing, chill. Yeah. <sighs> do some Instacarting. May you say what's up to my buddy Scotty out there, Mr. Sumby. I probably should give him a heads up. Say, hey, Scotty, I'm going to be in town. I just want to say hi, even if it's 30 minutes. Oh, anyway, he's like the only guy I kept in touch with in my house church. Well, they really kept in touch with me because it goes this two way street. Um, I was praying. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you will come to judge the earth. And you're going to judge it righteously, Lord. And you will treat 
all peoples fairly. I was telling my brother today that I should get at least, when I get to heaven, I should at least get a participation award or something for just being a black man in America and having dark skin. Some people think I'm crazy for saying that, but I'm for real. If you were a dark man, black with black skin in America, you understand. The hardest part, one of the hardest parts about being a black man in America and like here in the Midwest is just you're constantly reminded of your dark skin. Like you're always reminded, like, and there's all these subtle ways that you're made to feel like a second class citizen. Um, and yeah, and if you voice any of these opinions, people will do everything they can to shut you up or, um, what do you call it? What's the word? What is the word? Um, make light of it or I'm trying to, there's a word for what I'm trying to say. Not validate your feelings. Is that the word? No, like, or. That's another word I'm thinking of. Like, it's not coming to me. It's not empathize. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, or. Yeah, downplay everything you say. Not everybody's that way, but it just feels that way. Or it feels like, yeah, if you just, even as just a man, if you just start com- complaining or say anything, yeah, nobody went, wants to hear a man complain, let alone a black man. So I don't know why, where that came from, but it's just on my heart. I know I'm a Christian first before I'm a race. It's like sometimes I just wonder, like, God, I used to even say this. This Some people may think I'm crazy or saying this. Sometimes I feel like a white man stuck in a black man's body. Like, for real. It's a weird feeling. All right, is there anything else? I don't know why I just even said all that stuff. Yeah, Lord, just thank you. I give you all these feelings that I have at times. Thank you, Lord, that we look forward to that day when we can shout victoriously. And I ain't got to worry about all these feelings of tuness and loneliness and sadness and eorness and wish you can call a special young lady at without feeling like you bothering her. Uh, yeah, God, let's give you all these feelings, all these emotions. Thank you, Lord, for those that listen to this podcast. Bless them abundantly. Surround them with your angels. Fill them with your love, your power, your spirit. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned or missed the mark or veered off the path and fallen short of the glory of God. 
or God's perfect standard. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of the cost of that sin is death or eternal separation from God. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 5a says, But God demonstrated his love toward us or showed his love toward us in that while we were still yet sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. Romans 10 verse 9 through 10 says that if we will confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we will, not might be, not maybe, we will be saved. For with our hearts we believe we are now in right standing with God, and with our mouths we confess that we are now saved. Lastly, Romans 10 verse 13 says that whosoever, anybody, everybody, who calls upon the name of the Lord, they will be saved. So if you never asked Jesus into your heart or you've walked away from him and you would like to rededicate your life to him, you can just simply say, Dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know my sin deserves to be punished. I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God who died for me and rose from the grave. I want to turn from my sin and trust Jesus Christ alone as my Savior. Thank you for the forgiveness and everlasting life I can now have through faith in Jesus. In Jesus' mighty precious name I pray. Amen.